everybody, and welcome to Good Luck High Five, episode 535. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you want to take a nap or you're okay without taking a nap right now, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And both of us are on an extreme amount of allergy medicine. I need a nap. This is going to be a, a real wild ride for you, listeners. Yes, because we're talking draft draft and sealed uh, yes. limited for march of the machine which is a super awesome limited format yes it's it's so cool i'm so excited to talk about it more everybody's talking about it everywhere and they're like dave humphreys is the goat of making limited formats and wow. magic so we've got yeah. to give it up for dave for this format it's been so much fun you know i've been playing more sealed than i usually do yes. just because every sealed pool is so fun to build and i feel like everyone has like a build that like you have to find the right thing, right? Yeah. Each one has a lot of potential. Why do you think? And it's about unlocking it. You. Why do you think that is in this format? Eight rares. <laughs> yep. There it is. I don't know. Eight That's rares. That's just what it feels like. <laughs> So we're going to dive into the data with you from 17 lands and let you know if you're having trouble in this format, what how you may be able to pivot to get yourself out of your draft hole, um, <laughs> which if you're in a hole, a draft hole is not a bad one to be in. But nonetheless, we're going to help you get, climb out of it. Yeah. Uh, talk about the best commons to pick, the best color pairs, uh, the speed of the format, that kind of thing, all uh, data driven. So, you know, we're not just making it up. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Well, anyway, we want to tell you about something um, happening this Friday. Yeah. Everybody, we've got a premiere of our Breaking Oaths series, episode number two. Oh, it's so Yay. exciting. Um, I'm so excited for people to see it. I feel slightly guilty for some stuff that we did. Yeah, we did. Which we, I think know. is uh, how you should feel after a game of multiplayer. <laughs> That's true. If you don't feel a little bit guilty about something that you did, you were probably the first person to die. <laughs> I think that's my perspective on Brutal. multiplayer. <laughs> well, you can check it out on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash goodluckhighfive. Um, you can tune in at 7 p.m. Central on Friday for the live premiere. Yeah. We'll be there live we'll tweeting. There. I mean, tweeting, chatting with you along with the premiere so you can hang out and talk to us as you're watching it. It's a super fun episode, just like episode number one. Mm -hmm. uh, what a blast it was to play. And all of our decks are themed on tribes. So uh, I picked vampires. Megan Ooh. played dragons. Yeah. It's very cool. Rob played Turtles. Also, yeah, um, Eric played Eldrazi's, Eldrazi, Colorless yep. Eldrazi's. I did not play Dragons the way you think I did. <laughs> Just going to put that out there. Ooh, a teaser. Yeah. Yeah, You. I mean, tune in for nothing less than the Turtles deck. You know what yes. I mean? Oh, it's quite it's good. It's very cool. Uh, so it's yeah, really cool. <laughs> join us. We would love to have you come uh, Friday, 7 p.m. Central, live on YouTube for the premiere. And then, of course, for our panel coming up the following Friday after that at MagicCon mm -hmm. Minneapolis. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's going to be so cool. 12.30 p.m. Friday. Be I'm there. I'm so excited. I've started putting together our oh. little... A little presentation. It's be so good. A little slides. We've got great special guests. Uh -huh. We've got amazing uh, collector boosters we want to give to you in the audience. You get to play along. You get to help out our panelists. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be a super fun, oh, uh, it's gonna be awesome so time. So if you're at MagicCon Minneapolis, 12.30 p.m. on Friday, put it in your phones now so you remember to come and visit us. But before we get into the show and do all the data and all the draft breakdown, all that kind of stuff, huge thank you to all of our supporters on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Yes. Thank you so much to everyone who is a patron. It truly does mean the world to us. It means that we can keep making this podcast. We yep. can keep making the upkeep. Now we can keep making breaking, breaking oaths. oaths. So if yes. you've been enjoying that Oathbreaker content, hey, man. Come be our friend. Come be our friend. Yeah, we have different tier levels to subscribe at. Any of those levels get you into our Discord, which is just a fabulous yes. spot to hang out and chat magic with other great people. Which has a place where you can talk about like different builds of Oathbreaker yes, decks, different builds of Commander decks. You can talk about the draft and sealed format that's happening. So if instead of just us telling, you want to have a little chat chat with yeah. people, hop on in our Discord, become a patron. It's a good time. You can even suggest show ideas. Right now there's a thread to suggest show ideas for for yeah. episodes for Good Luck High Five. So come on and check that out. Patreon.com slash GLHF Magic. We will dedicate an episode to you. To you. To you. Huge thank you as well to Card Kingdom. You can find them at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Use our affiliate link to buy whatever you want for your magical life. Oh, I love so Card much Kingdom. stuff. And... If you are in any of the places that have a Card Kingdom, oh my God. by which I mean Seattle or Portland. Yeah, Mox Boarding House. 
go to their store and also you can get so many great board games. Uh, they're the best board game stores that I've oh, ever seen. They're, they have such selection. The selection is The amazing. selection is incredible. They have also a, a million different yes. ways, like dice alone. <laughs> I love the way that they're organized, too, like, but they're organized by type of game. Yeah. So you can just browse and be like, oh, I really like playing a collaborative exactly. game. Exactly. Like, I like playing, like, a whatever you builder? like. I like playing, yes, I like playing roll and rights. Like, whatever you want to play, go to Card Kingdom. Yeah, check them out. Uh, they're Seattle, Bellevue, Chandler, Arizona, and hopefully soon somewhere else. Uh, they keep yeah. expanding, so it's pretty cool to see. CardKingdom.com slash GLHF. It is now time for the randomizer. All right, Maria, show me that art. All right, I've gone to scryfall.com, hit the random button. Now Megan's going to try <gasps> wow, and guess what I this card into is. this card Isn't this already? beautiful? It is beautiful. Um, we are, it is like a stormy sky. Um, there is some kind of like cliff or something, and there is a gigantic pegasus, um, but it's a, it's a black pegasus. Yes. And it has kind of like its wings are kind of skeletal-ish. It's really um, cool. And in the back, like columns like rise up into the sky um there's all of these chains this makes me think that this must be from theros beyond death is my guess because yeah. this looks it like does look like it the built like even though this art looks maybe from like an older set but i still it just has such strong theros beyond death vibes it truly does um anyway so i'm gonna call this like night this is gonna be nightwing steed oh that's a good is name. the name of this card good name um it is uh two and a black for a two two with flying, um, and it has uh, two and a black, and this creature gets uh, plus one, plus one until end of turn. Ooh, all right. Good guess. Good guess. It's, I really love that art. It's really cool. It's beautiful. Um, and you may be right, because this card is actually from Modern Horizons 2. Oh! So they can just set it wherever, right? Yes. So that feels so like it. It likely this is, looks like it is uh, in the Theros underworld. The name of this card is Tizerus Charger. Oh! And guess what? It is two and a black. Wow! You got the mana cost right for a 3-2 Pegasus. It does not have flying, but it does say escape, four and a black, exile five other cards from your graveyard. So it does have a black activated ability. Yes. And escape is from Theros beyond death. Yes, that's true. Uh, it escapes with your choice of a plus one, plus one counter or a flying counter on it wow holy I was cow that's pretty close, close. On this. <laughs> that is pretty dang close on this card wow wow great job you nailed almost every aspect of that oh man all right maria are you ready i am i am prepared Here as i go. can be <laughs> What? <laughs> I give you a beautiful Pegasus. Yeah, but I give you <laughs> this derpy guy. Okay, what am I looking at? This is a guy. <laughs> he's just a dude. Um, he's wearing a tunic with a funny little hat. Yeah. Uh, it looks like he's been shot in the back with an arrow. Yeah, I can't tell if he's been shot. Or the tree behind him has an arrow in it. Yeah, it's one impossible or the other. to say. And he's running towards you, the viewer, carrying a banner that has four various. Uh, banners on it. Yeah. <laughs> what are those called? Flags? I don't know. Yeah. Um, with um, They all have the same symbols, so they're not like four different tribes or whatever. Um, they just really wanted to get the point across. Like, this is our sign. Um, I have absolutely no idea <laughs> what is going on with this card. It's a weird... This, it's a weird card. It's so weird it has to be a white card. There's no doubt in my mind <laughs> this is a white card. Um, yeah, this guy is just like a little one one and he's he's called the Herald or he's called Standard Bearer. Yeah. And um it's from an old set. It's gotta be from an old set. And <laughs> um for four and a white, he gets planes walk until end of wow, turn. Wow, <laughs> a one one with four and a white for planes walk. This card sucks. Um okay, do you know what? You're right, it's a white card. Okay, well um, just some big white vibes on that one. Uh, Coalition flag. Well, it is an enchantment I, no, I aura. Say flag in the name. Oh, it's an aura. Okay, yeah. sure. Enchant creature you control. Enchanted creature is a flag bearer. Uh, wow. I call this card standard bearer. I yeah, just want to point it that is out. A flag bearer. Um, while an opponent is choosing targets as part of casting a spell <laughs> they control or activating an ability they control, that player must choose at least one flag bearer on the battlefield if able. Oh, so it just redirects whatever onto itself. Yes, exactly. What? Oh, it's so strange. Isn't this that is, weird? This is an... This is an, an aura, aura that makes, makes you target it, it, uh, that creature that it is on. At least it only costs one white mana. Yeah. From Apocalypse. It's a real... Yeah, it's from Apocalypse. 
Um, do you want to hear the original text? Because what I read you was the Oracle that text. That was the Oracle text? That was the Oracle text. I thought that was the original text. Yes, hit me. Um, coalition flag can enchant only a creature you control. Well, good to know. Enchanted creature's type is flag bearer. If an opponent plays a spell or ability that could target a flag bearer in play, that player chooses at least one flag bearer <laughs> as a target. You know, we've come a long way on words in Magic the Gathering, quite honestly. Do you know what? Now that that does kind of make me think that this guy has been shot, right? Because you must shoot him. Yes, you've got to shoot him. Yeah, that that arrow's in his back. You know what they say when you're fighting an opposing army? (laughs) If you're shooting anyone first, it's the people with the The flags that you want to shoot first. I hear you're supposed to shoot the people with the red cross on them because that is like the target for you to hit. (laughs) Oh, I, or, or if they have a target, like if there's people with a target on Yeah, them. or if they have a little yeah. drum, you just aim for the drum because you want to hear the cool sound of when your oh, arrow yeah, goes when your into arrow it. The drum. See, we know how to do war here <laughs> on Kazak High Five. Oh yeah, big time. All right, everyone, let's dive deep into March of the Machine draft. Yeah, first up, we're going to take a look at what are the most successful color pairs so far in March of the Machine draft. So we're going to be, uh, give you a caveat before we just say this, because we're going to tell you what the best card, uh, color pairs and cards are, and I'm going to put quotes around that. Because honestly, when you're playing draft, the most important thing is to draft what is open. Yes, draft okay? your seat. Draft your seat, because even if we're like, hey, blue is the best color, and nobody's passing you blue and you're just picking up a few here and there that are kind of uh, you know underrate That's not blue a cards. Good time. It's not going to be a way to success. No. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, that being said, the best color pair. Thank you so much, everyone. It is Demir. It's finally happened. It's finally happened. Blue has been. It's been a real stinker for a while. It's been a stinker. But do you know what? Blue's time is coming. Yeah, it truly is. Blue is fantastic in this format. Oh, thank goodness. Um. Finally, I love it. Finally, and Demir is the best color pair. That's blue black with a uh, win rate of fifty eight point nine percent as of really this recording. Solid. That is a solid, solid win rate. It's followed up in second by Azorius yeah, white blue, blue yep. with fifty eight point three. Yeah, also very good. Yeah, I'm just so happy. Blue has not been that good. <laughs> And it's also a pretty significant drop to the next one. Like the next most successful color pair is 56.7. Yeah, that is a right. That's like two full percentage points worse than the best one. You're right. And that happens to be Golgari coming in at 56.7, like you said, um, which does have black with shares with Demir. And I think that black um, being so high on this list is because of the removal that black offers in this format. It offers a lot of removal. Unconditional removal. And good yes, removal, which you're exactly. going to need because instant speed removal, instant speed. Ooh, we, we, so good. You talked about how many rares there are in your sealed pools. You got to kill them, which you've got to come ready for those rares. You got to kill those guys. And removal in black in this set is excellent. Yes. Um, next up at 55.9 is Simic Green Blue. You yep. know what? Also Simic, finally. Sim- yeah, <laughs> finally seriously. Do it for a while. Simic was like really bad no you don't want the to touch couple of with a 10 foot exactly. pole you the last couple of it across sets, the room it has been a legitimately like one of the worst option color yes, pairs absolutely finally having its moment once again yeah bolstered of course here by blue which we've talked about in the first two best color pairs and green which mm-hmm. was in the third in golgari you're able to just play some enormous creatures in yes. green in this set very helpful and then blue helps you out with its great commons including cards like afar's dispersal which sends stuff back to your opponent's hand which if you're spending a lot of mana on like big creatures and whatever and big mm-hmm. bombs for one mana it's real nice. to get Ooh, it rid of it. Mana? Like so seriously. Good. So yeah. anyway, I understand why Simic is doing well. Uh, next up at 55.3, we have both Celestia, green, white, and is it blue, red? Okay. Yeah. We've got green in there and blue for is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent. I'm excited to see those colors doing well because is it, you know, it's kind of hit or miss. Yeah. When exactly. it comes to these formats recently. It has also yeah, been quite hit or miss. Uh, and then we have Rakdos, black, red at 55. Okay. You know, having a, you know, having a slightly tougher time than it has recently. You know, that's it's a good been point. a really good color pair in a lot of formats for a while here. I've only played against it one time. Yeah. And that's all I can remember. Yeah. I've, I think I've played against a, very, a good Rakdos deck okay. or two. Okay, good. Uh, then next up at the, you know, coming in kind of at the bottom here, um, we've got Gruel, red, green at 54.7. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Boros, red, white at 54.6. And then at the very bottom here is Orzov, 
53.7. So interesting that yeah. uh, Orzov is the bottom, even though it has access. Even though it has white and, and black. To that gray, I mean, black, black, removal. Yes. But the white cards, okay, so this is what's interesting to me about white in this set. Yeah. So the commons and stuff don't seem very good no. in white, but white has an insane number of bombs. Yes. So you can get like Kenrith, for example. Yes. The Return King. Boombringer Valkyrie. Boombringer Valkyrie. I had very a sealed good. pool with two of those, by the way. Wink, OG wink. Elish Norn. Elish Norn. Um, it, uh, seriously, so white is full of huge bombs. Yeah. Black has excellent removal, so we're not saying it's not playable. Exactly. You might get some really good rares. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll talk a little bit later about just like the top five cards in the set right now. Yeah. And there's a lot of white cards amongst them. Absolutely. So, um, so really, really interesting. And uh, to see Boros there on the bottom. Um, so what's something most of our bottom uh, color pairs share? Red. Red. That's right. Bite me, Red. Red, not good in this format. No. But do you know what? Okay. One, I am not surprised because there is the three mana, one in a red instant speed removal spell. Yep. That is very good. Of course. And then after that, there is the <laughs> largest gulf of all sure. time between that and the next red card I want to take. <laughs> yes, of course there is. It's like mm. the it's like a... a cavern it is the deepest trench between that and then the next red card which is so funny because when you see a set and you're like oh stoke the flames is in the set you're like oh well red's gonna be good people want to play that yeah and that again i mean it's not a bad card yeah but um volcanic spite is the card yeah yeah yeah, it's like is very good but it is like it is not good enough to make up for the fact that the next good red card is like Ugh. <laughs> but you Which know what? Red's weird. been really good for a while. That's right. So, this is not something we're used to saying it in can a have format. A mo- you know, it can have a moment in the backseat. And what also is interesting about this is that red is generally an aggressive color and plays in fast decks. Mm-hmm. And this format feels like since there's so many big bombs and so many creatures that are cost so much mana mm-hmm. and you're and you're attacking battles instead of attacking face, that faster decks are just gonna struggle a little bit more. Yeah. So interesting to see that here reiterated yeah. in the color pair rankings. Especially like you were saying, attacking battles is just a big part of it. Yep. Games just go longer. There's times when I look at my opponent's board and I'm like, oh, if they attack me, they're going to take a big chunk out of my life total. But they put some of those attackers out of battle, yep. which isn't incorrect. Yeah. Like, right? You do like they do want that card. It's usually very good for them and very helpful. But it does make a huge difference in the pace of the game. Yeah, for sure. So. I mean, do you just want a two for one that's on a card? Yes. That's a battle. There are times, right, when I'm like playing playing a game and I'm like, oh, my opponent and I are like basically at parity right now. Like we both have about the same number of creatures out. We both have about the same number of cards in hand. But I'm like, oh, I have three battles that I oh, could attack. Yeah. Like I actually essentially have five cards in hand. I just have to figure out like instead how of- How to unlock that exactly, card. Exactly. How to like oh. unlock that card rather than worrying about like the mana cost of it. It's more like, how am I going to get the other side of that card? You know, what's so funny too is um, we talked about this on the episode last week. Like it's just correct usually to attack your battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I took that advice so far to heart that I attacked a battle when I had lethal on board. <laughs> I did it, and then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> what have I done? Mistakes have been made. You just really wanted that. You I really wanted, wanted the other it. Side of that card, man. I mean, but here's the thing. Like, whatever. You're probably going to win that game. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you're attacking oh, you have lethal, your battle. and you're gonna, about to flip this battle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. You're fine. Wow. You're fine. Do you Great. know? Okay. Okay, I'll talk about when we get to the speed of the format. So yeah. I'll hold on to that thought that I was about, about to say, because we're going to talk about the top 10 commons right yeah, now. Yeah, let's talk about that. So this is the most surprising to me, actually, when I pulled this up and I was like, say what? Yeah. The top common is Preening Champion. Preening Champion. Do you guys know this bird? He's a, you know, he's a great bird. Two and a blue for a little 2-2 bird comes with a 1-1 friend. I mean, uh, that that being number one truly is shocking, except when you think about the fact that I've heard it said this card is just the 2-1 flyer gain a life draw card from. Oh, yeah. The from um the you know that set <laughs> new competitors new competitor, yeah. you're right it's, except the card that you're drawing is a blue and red elemental yes yeah. so like you you know is that better than a random draw 
Yeah, who knows? I don't know the answer to that question. Depending on what else you're doing, but like, yes, it just is. It is very good. This is also surprising, though. The second best card in the set is Afara's Dispersal. Yes. Which, as we were saying, like, it is just so good that you can cast this spell for a single blue yeah, on this, an attacking Yeah, this creature. is a card that's two and a blue instant. It costs two less to cast if it targets an attacking creature, like Megan said. Return target creatures on his hand. And then you also get to surveil, too. It is... It is like casting this card. You how do you lose? Excellent. That's how I feel when I cast it. I had an opponent like cast the um the five and a red five five haste <clears throat> haster that has mountain cycling, and like they attack me, and I'm like, this would be bad if I didn't. If have I this. didn't, <laughs> if I didn't have literally a one mana answer that I left uh, up to beautiful. just be like, put I don't know, like it's essentially I just time locked you. Yes. You spent your yes, turn you casting did. this. This and card I'm just is like, time lock. Goodbye. This card is time walk. It's like, been called. I, it, it doesn't even matter what you did with your turn. And you surveilled. Oh, and I surveilled. I got to put a land in my graveyard. And felt great. Stuff being in your graveyard can be important in this set too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. This card is just so, so, so strong. I don't know what my upper limit on these would be. I guess I have to have some creatures to win the game, but. I mean. Whatever. I think I would. I would play <laughs> as many of these as I received. I would also play as many oh, yeah. of our next card. Uh, this is the card that's coming in third in this list, Deadly Derision. This card's excellent. As many of these as I drafted, I would play. Two black, black, instant, destroy target creature, planeswalker, create a treasure token. I'm sorry. Why? Instant, instant speed, and I make a treasure? Why does this card make a treasure? <laughs> it's already good enough. It's already it's excellent. Speed. If it didn't make a treasure, I would still... Removal. Of course I, I would. I would still play as many of these as I drafted. If this card didn't make a treasure, I don't even think it would change its position on this list. No, it would probably be the exact same spot. It would still but just be also, third. you make treasure. <laughs> I mean... Give me a break. Here you go. Here, treasure. Which is great in the f- set like this, which has those companion cards. I don't mean companion cards, like, because it, it has companion cards. You know what I'm saying? It has a team of cards. That's what I mean. Yeah. It has a team of cards, which are th- generally three colors, and you It splash. also has the cards that um, you can play their front face, and then they flip for the Phyrexian yes, mana. Yes, that's so a good point. So you can play them anyway without the treasure and yep. be able to flip them. But the treasure just means, like, if you want to, you can flip them without paying the life. Beautiful. Even if they're off color for you i mean see like just what what more do we have to say to convince you this card is it's a house. so good the, uh, the the next card though i keep saying this but also, also legitimately shocking although okay i call it legitimately shocking even though i like someone cast this against me and it was i liked it so much that i have now i play it in my sealed deck every time i stole it out of their I deck and put it i, in I my took deck. it out of their deck i draft it if i'm in blue yep because it's it is this good eyes of Gataxius. So this card, um, number one, this art um, has some creepy eye stock it hat is going on here. Really, really Ooh, gross, disturbing, it's quite gross. Two and a blue sorcery incubate three. Draw a card. So you just get a. It's a three three that draws you a card. It's amazing. So so many incubate tokens are running around yes. that are two twos. This is like hold up. <laughs> Two thumbs up. Sit down. Here's a 3-3. Three, three. Sit down. I'm a 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. And you've drawn a card. Excellent. It's just, yeah. I'm in shock talking about how good that card is. <laughs> Sorry. It's just it's just incredible. So, so far on our list, we've had four cards revealed. Three of the four have been blue. Yeah. And the other one has been black. And now you understand why Demir is so good in the format. Especially since the fifth card is also, <laughs> also black. black. <laughs> this is Final Flourish. It is exactly the kind of card that you expect to be on this list. Yes. Yes, it is. One in a black instant Kicker, sacrifice an artifact or creature. Target creature gets minus two, minus two until end of turn. If this spell was kicked, that creature gets minus six, minus six until end of turn instead. I love it. It's so flexible. Great. If you need to kill something early, no problem. You just pay one and a black for it. Later in the game, it's going to take care of almost anything that you are worried about. And all you have to do is sacrifice something like you've probably, like aforementioned, if you have preening champion in your deck, you've Mm -hmm. made a one, one elemental that you don't feel bad sacrificing to your final flourish to deal with something else from your, from your opponent. Yep. There's like the little, um, two, three where you can pay one and sacrifice a creature. 
Also, oh, I'm just thinking about. What are you thinking about? I'm just thinking about Preening Champion again and how good it is. (laughs) Sorry, I just like came back around to being like, that card is so good. I'm thinking about other cards now as if we're talking about that card anyways. We're on a, we're on a, you know. I was just. We're on a journey. Thinking about that bird again. (laughs) Thinking about that bird. Thinking about that bird. Ah, just thinking about that bird. We're we're on an antihistamine journey here today on this episode. (laughs) Oh, just thinking about that bird. Coming in at number one, two, three, four, five, six. Saiba, Cryptomancer, once Ooh. again, a blue card. Exactly. And this card is just nice, you know? So, this is a weird one, though, honestly. I thought it was dumb, and then I was wrong. <laughs> that's my that's my take on Saiba, Cryptomancer. This is the 01 Flash backup one hexproof card, okay? Yes. So, why do you like this? Because it give he- hexproof. Hexproof. That's it. It give hexproof. You, like, right, you... You almost always play this creature as a combat trick. Yeah, for sure. Basically 100% of the time. And then you have that little like 01 to just throw around and do whatever you want with. Like it did its job of protecting whatever it needed to protect. Yep. And now also it's like a chump blocker. Yeah. It's there to sacrifice to final flourish. Yep. It's just nice. It's really good. And Hexproof, giving the gift of Hexproof in this format, first of all, for any holiday, Hexproof, consider it. Yes. Um, <laughs> this- Do you not know what to get your partner for their birthday? Consider Hexproof. Hexproof. Uh, I would take it, of course. Um, I found the combat tricks in this set that grant Hexproof or indestructible to undeterm whatever yes. are really, really, really strong because we've talked about how important uh, removal is in this set for bombs. Well, equally as important as if your pa- opponent is packing that removal is a way to protect your creature from it. Um, The other card that comes to mind, it's not on this list because it is a... um, White card? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it's it's not on this list, but Bladed Battle Fan falls in the Cyber Cryptomancer list of... The first time someone played it, I'm like, this is stupid, (laughs) and I hate it, but now I play this card. Yeah, yeah. Because it just... It gives it's one in a black. It give indestructible. indestructible. You play it as a combat trick. There you go. Anyways, uh, moving on. Number seven on the list. Volcanic sprite. So that's a card we were talking about before. Yeah, uh, one in a red instant. It deals three damage to target creature, planeswalker, or battle. Love that flexibility. You may, yeah, you may put a card from your hand on the bottom of your library if you do draw a card. Get out of here. That's just really nice. The thing is that red isn't. Um, Nowhere else on this list. Yeah. The problem is... Isn't? The problem is it's bad otherwise. But this card is so good that it's happened to put itself into this position number seven on our list. So... It is so, a good card. It, that's just real good. I mean, when have you when have you paid so little mana for so much? I know, not often. You not often. Three damage to whatever you want, basically. Instant speed. Instant speed, and then you get to and you can put a rummage. card away. Yeah. Uh, up at, up next after that, once again, we're back to blue. You thought yes. you thought we were done with blue. We're no, not. We're not. Temporal cleansing. This is three and a blue for a sorcery. Convoke. The owner of target non-land permanent puts it into their library second from the top or on the bottom. This is the second bounce card on this list. Yeah. So. A little tempo-y over here. That just goes to show the amount of mana people are investing in their creatures Mm -hmm. and in their battles and whatnot is so important. And being able to disrupt that. High value. Very high value. This this is just nice. It also means you can take your turn casting a creature and then also cast this because you can convoke it. Yeah, that's a great point. It's great. And the flavor text, now's not a good time. <laughs> I love it. Very simple, very straightforward. Yes. So take the bounce, everybody. Temporal cleansing coming take in. Take the bounce. At number eight. Coming in at number nine, Nazumi Informant. One in a black, one one. When it ETBs, each opponent discards a card. Can you believe that? Discard rat. Discard rat is back. Number nine. Number nine. Remind uh, you of anybody? Yes. Virus Beetle. Virus Beetle. And also, yes, because it, it's from Kamigawa too, by the looks of the art. Yes, it is. So, um, and it's an Izumi. And it's an Izumi, right. So, Rat Rogue. This is like... <laughs> It sounded like, like you just Scooby Doo <laughs> saying rat rogue. I was like, was that Scooby Doo in here for just a oh second? Oh my gosh, rat rogue. <laughs> Anyways, uh, why is this good? Um, it's a I mean, discard one one exactly. But do you know what? Like I said, like there's so many things to sacrifice this to. Then, right? Like you can sacrifice it to final flourish. It. It trades with like some X ones, which is nice. That dumb three one in white. Yes, exactly. It trades with like the three one in white, which is quite high on the list of like best white cards. Um, it just, you know, it just do job. 
And if you're being greedy with your hand and you have a lot of bombs in it, I guess maybe you have to discard one. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. I will say, so there was a time when I had like, oh, I had um, Ayara. Yes. Who brings back um, a creature from the graveyard. Like I turned her over. And so I like played a Nazumi informant from my hand. Yeah. And they, they like used, um, they used some ability that they had to draw a card. And I was like, it means that the, uh, the other card left in their hand is really good. Yes. Right. It must yes, be. It must be. And so I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and like get, I had a Nazumi informant in my there graveyard and I got that back. And there sure enough, go. I made them discard it. And it was like an Atali or something Great. like that was the other card in their hand. And I was Great. like, thank you. Rogue rat. <laughs> thank you. Uh, finally, coming in at number 10, yet another blue card in Assimilate Essence. Wow. This is like, this one really also surprised. This was just a list of surprises. Yeah. Um, but Assimilate Essence, especially number 10, one in a blue, instant, counter target creature or battle spell unless its controller pays four. If they do, you incubate two. I love this because there's no downside. Exactly. They can pay four. Well, you get a 2-2, two, two, and you made them use four more mana. Let me tell you, getting rid of feel bads and magic. Yeah. I gotta say, like, this seems kind of inconsequential, but I think this is a huge thing to do on a card like this. Mm-hmm. Because, all right, we've talked about how in um, limited sets, uh, Wizards is actively thinking about, we know this, about ways to help out with mana. Yeah. Um, and making sure that if you have too much of it, if you don't have enough of it, you have ways to kind of access that throughout the game so that you don't feel like you're playing non-games. Fewer non-games in Magic is what mm-hmm. their aim was. And I think that this is another interesting way to look at that from a different perspective and not just like, are you mana screwed or flooded? Yeah. But is your counterspell sitting dead in your hand and can't do anything and you feel bad about it? Yeah, like your opponent just has so much mana, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. But I think like you've been saying also there's a lot of like really powerful but high costed spells yes and this is an efficient two mana answer to a lot of that stuff absolutely assimilate essence Mm -hmm. Uh, so let's take a look at just like thinking about our list here of the top 10 we have one two three four five six of the top 10 cards are blue (sighs) blue i'm so happy for you the other three are black and one is red (laughs) Wow, no white cards. Zero white cards? No green Zero cards. Zero green cards. Wow. Wow. And that tells you that Golgari, which was number three on our color pair list. Really leaning hard on black. <laughs> really leaning on black for some of its good cards. Wow. Interesting. Also, white is also the, was the second one. Really leaning on blue. Yeah, that's a good point. My goodness. That's a good point. I mean, I think white blue is in part the power of if you can draft a knight's deck. Knights is really fun. It's real, and it's quite good. Yeah, it is. I mean, you and you also just want flyers, which preening yeah, champion is exactly. one of. So let's look at the top ten best commons. Everybody, commons are the most important thing to keep your eye on during your draft. Mm-hmm. Right, though they're going to be what you see the most often. You can't always just build around your bomb like I want to every single draft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to be disciplined. Got to be disciplined. All right, so now we're going to talk about the top five commons by color. So those are overall, now these are by color, and these are based on game in hand win rate, meaning uh, if you have these in your hand, the you are more likely to win the game. Yeah. So, kicking it off. With white. white. First up is aerial boost. Yeah. Combat got, trick. Gotten roasted by this card. Because <laughs> it, it has convoke. Roasted. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if they have no mana open. They can cast plus two, plus two in flying. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you, sometimes something to be aware get, of. Sometimes it just get you. Number two, Angelic Intervention. We mentioned Combat Tricks. This is the one in white mm-hmm. instant. Uh, gains protection from colorless or the color of your choice until end of turn. If it's a creature, you also get a plus one, plus one counter. Nice. It's really good. Real good. Been blown up by a, a number of times. Yep. Next is a card I've really come to love, which is Bolus I like this card a lot, too. This is the little uh, three and a white for a two, two with backup one. Uh, and when it attacks, you tap something down. I, I really love the backup yeah. ability on this too. To you always, I have yet to ever put the counter on Bolas Slinger. Yeah, no. It always just goes on something else and you get in. Just put on something else. You attack, you surprise them exactly. out of nowhere. They can't block. They you thought they could. You attack your battle when they thought that you weren't going to flip your yeah, battle. Exactly. It's just good. I love that card. Yep. Uh, Knight of the New Co- Coalition is the next one on this list. This is a 2-2 um, for three and a white vigilance. When Knight of the New Coalition enters the battlefield, you make a 2-2 Knight with token, token with vigilance. Yeah. So just this make it nice. Day. It double triggers some of your Knight stuff, yep. which is nice. Um, and then the last one is Sword Sworn Cavalier. This is the dumb three one this we were talking about. This is the dumb three one. Gets first strike when yep. you play a Knight. One and a white for a three one that... Like, if you're in white 
you probably want, and you're playing this card, you probably want to be in knights. And, and you like, probably want as many of these as you exactly. can p- pick up. And this essentially just always attacks as a 3-1 first strike. Yep. I've, Pretty good. I've played plenty of games against people who just were dumping these out of their hand. And exactly. I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess I lose. I, you can nev- exactly. Like, oh, I can never block that. <laughs> no, you're just never blocking it. Fun for me. Let's talk about blue, shall we? I mean, we already talked about every single one of these cards. Interesting. Every single one. Of course, you've got you Preening Champion, Afara's Dispersal, Eyes of Gataxius, Cyba Cryptomancer, and Temporal Cleansing. There you go. All five of them in the top, in the top ten. ten. Uh, Black here is going to be a similar story. Yep. We know the first three. First three. Deadly Derision, Final Flourish, Nazumi Informant. Then we've got Unsealed the Necropolis, uh, which was a little surprising to me at first, but this is a nice value card. You get two creatures back. Yeah, this is two and a black for an instant. Each player mills three cards, then you return up to two creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. It's just a good card. I think that's good value. Yes. There have been times when you, right, like you've, these games can get a little grindy. Like you've ground through, you're like, okay, yep. finally, maybe I've started, like clawed my way into an advantage. And then they cast this and they get back their two best creatures that you had to deal with already. And you're like, never oh. mind. Yeah, I think if I'm playing black and my deck is even remotely slow, Unsealed in the Necropolis is going to be great it's so good. in it. Yeah. And finally, Icker Drinker. Yeah, this is a little 1-1 one, one life linker for one. But you can exile it from your graveyard to incubate two. I really like this card. Yeah. It's better than I thought it would be. Exactly. I saw some. I had somebody played against me at the pre-release and I was like, what? And then they exiled it from their graveyard and then they made it a 2-2 two, two, incubate two. Uh, token and I was like okay well that's fine I mean that's good value for one single black mana and it's just a good value card and another single black later on that you yeah. can put on layaway essentially yeah I like that's it all right. let's talk about red <laughs> shall we volcanic spite which we talked about already um, and then Ral's reinforcement is the next card on this list what is that card which it makes it makes some little one ones that's what I was gonna guess one Create and a two. red oh yeah, yeah. Two blue and red elemental creature tokens for, two, yeah, a sorcery. Okay. Why is that a sorcery? I don't know. <laughs> have we not had this card in instant speed at white, everybody? Yeah, we have. Uh, I just, am, did we not do that in red in the color pie? <laughs> like, this is how, look, red is just. <laughs> Poor red. The third card is Marauding Dreadship. That's that. The- Four one. It's just so weird Ship? to me. It's four one haste when it ETBs incubate two. Okay. And it has crew two. I guess. I don't know why I'm playing that when I have a three one first striker for two mana. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, Beamtown Beatstick is up next, which is a fabulous name for a card. Yes. For a single red uh, equipment, equipped creature gets plus one, plus one has menace. Whenever it deals combat damage, you make a treasure to a player or a battle, by the way, equipped two. I guess having Menace is nice. I like the Menace on this for sure. I think Menace is good in this format because we're playing big beefs. And yeah. even if you have a big beef and it's alone, can't block a Menace creature. But I don't know. But still, I mean, this this is like the weirdest. <laughs> this is like if I went to the recycling bin and looked inside <laughs> and this, these, are, these are the five things I found in my recycling bin. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. Hanger Scrounger is the last one. Two and a red for a two one backup one. Whenever this creature becomes tapped, you may discard a card if you do draw a card. Like that seems like a good card. Great. I it wish has, it, the rummage is nice. The rummage is nice. I wish it would cost two and a half mana. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be I think be a lot better. better. <laughs> but you know what? It doesn't. This it is costs hi, this is my okay. recycling bin. It's red. Yeah, I yeah, I think it is. It's just the bin. That's Sorry, Red, you're just the bin. Uh, um, now let's move on to green, Arachnoid Adaptation. I mean, this is also a very weird... This is the best green card in the set. Single green, instant. Target creature gets plus two, plus two, and gains reach until end of turn. Untap it. That is a very good combat trick. Yeah. I mean, a single untap. green. Yeah. That's the untap. You spook them. Yeah. Spook them. Spook them. Uh, they, they don't know what to do. They're scared of this card. Yeah. Um, Overgrown Pest, I really like this card, is yeah. up next. Um, this is two and a green for a two, two. When it enters the battlefield, look at the top five cards of your library. You can reveal a land or double faced card and put it into your hand, put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Yeah. That, do you know what? That's a nice ability. That's a good card. It draws you a land or a battle or other double faced card is pretty good. Uh, after that, we have Converter Beast. Do you know this one? Three Ooh. and a green. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, incubate five. Let me tell you. It's an old one. I've been playing a lot of Converter Beast. I like this card a lot. like this card a lot. Isn't it so weird? Like, why do- wouldn't we rather just have 
I guess I guess we're not going to get a five five for four mana ever. Yeah. But also because then you have the O like right the O one body like there's so much yeah, again there's so true. much like reanimate stuff there's so much sacrifice yeah there's a lot of like there's a lot that this little uh, O one beastie can do. What's interesting to me is the next card on the list is Cosmic hun- <laughs> Hunger. Excuse me. Ah, bless. Which is one in a green for an instant. Target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to another target creature, planeswalker, or battle. Yeah. I would have guessed that this would have been higher than arachnoid. Yeah. Whatever. Arachnoid uh, adaptation. adaptation. But it's not. Yeah. Uh, This card is quite good. I like it a lot. I love that it can do it to a battle. Yeah. Um, But why is it not better than a single green combat trick? Because that combat trick untap. Yeah. Get spooked. Really interesting. Uh, and finally in green, Seed of Hope. This is, uh, this floored me. Featuring Teferi. Yeah. Uh, one green, instant, mill two cards. You may put a permanent card from among the milled cards into your hand. You gain two life. This is. That's bizarre. Yeah. This is where Ren is grooting. <laughs> I, you know? I, I can't explain this. I can't explain this either. Maybe you, you, what do you get back? Um, you may put a permanent card from among the milled cards into your hand. So not even this any card, card from, not a card from your graveyard. Just, oh, just the only milled, the two cards only the that you just milled. Cards. I guess you gain two life. I guess it's instant speed. I don't know. Okay. I feel weird. <laughs> I, I feel don't weird. understand. I feel weird about that card. Let's move this. on. <laughs> Let's move on and just talk about the top cards overall. The top yeah. five top cards. I mean, so this is just, I just wanted to look at this because yeah. it's kind of fun to be like, okay, we all know rares are good, but which rares are the, the best? The most good. I was telling Maria, it comes just a little, we don't talk about it because it comes in, I think, sixth or seventh on this list. Yeah. But I I swear every <laughs> opponent I have played has had a Hidetsugu and K. It's very funny. Every single opponent I've played against that card <laughs> so many times. And I always play against children. That's what I am always like, up that's against. That's pretty rough also. I'm like, God, does everybody have children? Exa- that's how I feel me? about Hidatsugu and Kairi where I'm just like, how, where are you getting these? Well, I can't be too mad because I always have Boonbringer Valkyrie. Oh, well, that's <clears throat> disgusting. Wink. That's Feeling okay. <laughs> Feeling okay. Disgusting. I told you about my seal pool where I had two. Yes. <laughs> that was the same seal pool where I had a... How much does that card cost? I've got to find it. Okay, tell me about number one on the list while I go find oh, the card I, I need to tell, tell you a story about. Oh, you have another story? No, I was going to tell you my card. Oh, sure. That I always have is Tribute to the World Tree, which oh. is a very random card to be the one that my that, is like, your that thing. has decided it's my thing, but it's the one. Look, if Anyways, it's decided, that's... It picked me. That's It picked you. Um, okay, in my double Boonbringer Valkyrie deck, I had uh-huh. Breach the Multiverse. Do you know this card? Five black, black, custom. <laughs> it's a rare. Sorcery. Each player mills 10 cards. For each player, choose a creature or planeswalker card in that player's graveyard. Put those cards onto the battlefield under your control. Then they become Phyrexians. Um, I, you wouldn't think I would be able to cast this card in a lot of games. I think in my sealed... Uh, whatever run that I played, I almost said league that I played with this deck. I cast this like four times. <laughs> Gross. Gross. And sometimes I would gonna I was gonna kill myself by milling just by casting this because you have to mill ten. Yeah, um, it's a lot. And I still wanted to. I didn't, but I wanted to. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes you want it. You know, I just got great, amazing bombs, and then I won the game. Ooh. Number one best card in yeah. the set: Sunfall. This is a nice card. I have I have cast this. Uh, this is three white white. It's a rare, a sorcery. You exile all creatures and then you incubate X, where X is the the uh, number of creatures exiled this way. What a lot of people don't know is that this card is a sequel to the movie Moonfall. <laughs> But this is good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Moonfall, one of the most terrible movies that I've seen recently, but terrible in a delightful way. Um, this is incredible. Are you it's kidding me? It's just so good. The problem yeah. with board wipes is that you wipe the board and then your opponent goes and gets to cast their creature first. Well, not yeah. in this case. Nope. Guess what? You have, you have a big old incubator token. It's real wow. nice. Next wow. up, surprising no one, <laughs> is Elish Norn Grand Cenobite. I bet Elish is mad that they're not number one on this yes, list. Yes, exactly. This Elish is, is Elish is set. Peeved. But Sunfall is winning. Yeah. Five white white for a four seven vigilance. Other creatures you control get plus two plus two. Creatures your opponents control get minus two minus two. This card is so busted. Love it. It's always been busted. It always will be busted. It's Elish Norn, everybody. <laughs> 
And coming in at number three, the card that keeps coming to me. Please keep coming to me, my darling Boonbringer Valkyrie. Oh, yeah. I mean, this card is better Bane Slayer. Better Bane Splayer. <laughs> that, that's what Bane no. Slayer does the splits. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this card's incredible. 4-4, four, four, flying, lifelink. Uh, vigilance. First strike. Not vigilance. Oh, not vigilance. It's first strike, yeah. Oh, fine. Not vigilance. I thought it, it only vigilance. has lifelink. <laughs> the free release, but it's first strike. And then it has, you know, uh, you can give its counter to somebody else. Give somebody else flying. First strike, lifelink. I mean, it's... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's gross. You're dead. Yeah. Uh, out of nowhere. Um, next is this card has also been played against me a ton. Oh, I'm which is sorry. Chrome host seed shark. And yes, when someone plays it and you cannot immediately remove it, the question becomes, how can I ever win this game? And the answer is you can't shark typhoon. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's two and a blue. It's only three mana two, for a two, four flyer, first of all. So they cast this on three. My opponents freaking cast this on three of all the time. Do. And then they're like, okay, untap. He, he, here I go incubating as I cast my sorceries and in instance. Yeah, this is whenever you cast an on creature spell, incubate X, where X is that spell's mana value, which is a little shark typhoon on a stick here. It is. That's dumb. I can't even. <laughs> Once again, I can't even explain how many times I've lost to this card. Kind of like it's an uncountable number. That is a bad, bad shark daddy. Bad, bad shark dad. Bad, bad shark dad. And coming in at number five, none other than Vorinclex. Oh, yeah. Coming on back to make our top five list here Mm -hmm. in best cards overall in March of the Machine. Congratulations, Vorinclex. Yeah. I mean, five mana for a six, six trample reach. Ain't bad, baby. Nope. Nope, not at all. So, and then it also, because it goes and gets those two forests for you, makes it easier to also flip it, which I think is a big part of how high it is on this list. Yeah. Um. So those are, let's look at the best cards in the format. Mm-hmm. Um. I mentioned being able to play Breach the Multiverse multiple games with no problem, yeah. Um. which is a testament to the speed of the format. What do we know about the speed, Megan? So the speed is, to be fair, still a little bit faster than the average speed. We're of right, a format. We're these yep, swords. We're right in here. We're these swords. Um, so it's coming in like kind of around like 8.8 to 9 turns is the average number. But I think like, right, it is a little bit faster than the normal if you're like looking at this chart. Um, it does, it is a little bit more advantageous than usual to be on the play, which is a big thing. And I have felt that. Yeah, for sure. Um, you get to play your battle first. Exactly. Like, I didn't notice it until I, like, I, I was feeling it, and then I looked at this chart, and I was like, oh, that feeling was valid. It wasn't just me being like, I don't, like, I feel weird about being on the draw in this format. Nope. Data says it is quite good to be on the play. Um, but Oof. it is just so much, even though it is faster than average, it is so much slower than March or then Phyrexia all will be one. Yeah. And I think that that is the difference that we're feeling. It yeah, that feels must be slow it. right now because it is slower than what we were just playing. Yeah. Which was an incredibly, was incredibly fast, fast format. format. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really interesting how advantageous it is, uh, it is to be on the play in this set mm-hmm. more than most recent sets of memory. Yeah. Right. And especially most of the sets where it is as as good or better to be on the play are significantly faster. Yeah. Right? This is one of the sets where it, the slowest sets where it is also very advantageous to be on the play, which I think is really fascinating. Bizarre. Yeah. Well, interesting, Anyways. everybody. If you want to dive into more of that data, you can check it out on 17lands.com. Uh, thank you to them for helping everybody get better at draft mm-hmm. <laughs> collectively, including <laughs> you and I and all of us uh, yes. listening. Um, well, I love this format. Yeah. I'm so excited. So I've been saying, I was telling you earlier, I've been playing a lot of Sealed just because I am excited for the Arena Open. Yes, everybody. The Arena Open this weekend. And I don't remember a Sealed format that I've been enjoying so much because I wouldn't spend this much time playing it, even if I was planning on doing that Arena Open, if I wasn't having a good time. Totally. But every single one that I open, it's just like, oh, there's, right, there's a solution in here somewhere. There's a good deck in here and I just need to find it. I think the addition, like you said, of those extra rares is really doing it. Because it means that you don't have to choose what are the best colors in my pool 
or what are the rares in my pool, there's going to be, I think, just more overlap in those things, That's a right? great point. You can usually have a rare or two in your best colors, whereas sometimes when you only have the six rares, it's like, oh, maybe my best color actually has no rares in it. Though. Yeah, just... and I have to make some uh, tough compromises. Exactly. Um, okay, everyone. Um, I think if you haven't been playing with this format, you've got to get out there and jam. You need to get out there and get out to your LGS, see it's if really they're fun. doing some sealed events. Um, you know, like sealed is always an option for uh, regional championship qualifiers. So maybe if you've wanted to try to head out to one of those, yeah, that'd be give super this fun. sealed format a shot. I like I'm probably going to look for some because this has been so much fun on our last episode when I said I hadn't had the thought of like oh I want to go to another pre-release after I just had a pre-release in a long time but I had it after this one multiple people replied to me and said that they also had that same thing happen so like it's great we're so excited about this format really happy to see it and of course draft is going to be one of the formats that's coming up at the pro tour here which is not this weekend but next weekend we'll bring you you know all the news you need to know about it next week that's right we'll get you ready for the pt which is going to be standard and draft Mm -hmm. super excited for it and to see what the pros do with this format yeah Hey, everybody. That's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you so much for hanging out. Yeah. Wow. I only sneezed once. (laughs) Thank you, allergy medication. And I have not fallen asleep. No, thank you, allergy medication. I have seen the hat man three times during this episode. No. When do you think it was? I don't like the description, the hat man. Write it in the comments. It really makes me think of the Babadook, I think. I mean, like the Babadook is a hat man. The Babadook is a hat man. It's a Babadook. Your hat hat man isn't like... All Babadooks are hat men, but not all hat men are Babadooks, right? That's a great way to put it. That's exactly the way to put it. (laughs) Oh my God. Everybody, thank you for hanging out. Uh, Come see us next week to get you ready for the Pro Tour. If you're coming to MagicCon Minneapolis, come to our panel, 1230 on Friday. Uh, Check out our new Oathbreaker video, Breaking Oaths, episode number two, this Friday at 7 p.m. Central. Yes, it's premiering. We'll be there chatting with everyone. It'll be Uh, such a fun time. Tribes, turtles, vamps, dragons, Eugenes. (laughs) that's what i call eldrazi's they're just little they're all eugenes um yeah so i'm super excited lots of fun stuff coming up here in the glhf verse yeah (laughs) it's like the mcu except except better better yeah (laughs) lower production budget but head to patreon.com slash glhf magic become our friend before the next show get an episode dedicated just for you just for you or for someone else. Yeah. You can you ask can, us to dedicate, dedicate it to, someone else. to somebody else. Uh, thank you, as always, to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Go get all of your sweet Phyrexia and uh, March of the Machine singles for the standard season. Yes. Head on out there. Yes. Get yourself some Halo foils. Yes. Have you seen the Halo oh, fo- foil yeah. IRL? No. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. It's covered in milk, <laughs> which is a kind of an issue, but. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Excuse me, Judge. My card is covered in... <laughs>